It's time for another episode of Bangers and Trash, your podcast for all things fantasy football. Right, welcome to the Bangers and Trash podcast. Uh, I am joined by Antonio, as always. We're back. We're less frequently yeah. than we wanted to be, than what we promised, but we're back. Um, and we're here to talk about the winners and losers uh, following the draft and following some free agency moves. Tony, yeah, before we get into it, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, mate. Not bad at all. Enjoying the off-season, enjoying the draft. Yeah. Um, enjoying some late free agency movers. So, yeah. All good. All good here. Good stuff. Yeah, all good. Yeah, enjoying the news. Seems like it's been a busy period. Mm. A couple of rookie drafts. One live right now. Just made a pick. Yeah, um, pick. Good pick. Wilson at five. Um, and I finished the draft happy the other with day. That. Happy I'm, with that. I'm happy with that. I, I did go out to the market, look for some value. But uh, you know what our league is like. Yeah. Not, you're not getting much in the way of, uh, of, no. of good deals. So, um <laughs> I got a point solid pick. pick. Solid pick. Solid yeah. pick. So I thought, yeah, if I'm gonna make a pick, I'll make a solid pick. Um, <laughs> I got, I got to uh, point out that somewhere in our league, and I really like this, and I think they do it on purpose. They set their team so it looks like absolute garbage, and they hide all their studs on their bench so that when they're trading their picks, if someone doesn't do their due diligence, they might think, mm. "Well, this is going to be a great pick because look at what this team is uh, is stacked with." And I think they yeah. do. I think that's a that's a tip we need to pass on to people out there. That is um, interesting. I think he just does it, or that person does it, just because he feels like. Uh, I don't think he does it for that reason. I think he does it during the season, so you don't know who to who he's going to start. And I think he just carried it over ooh. to the off season. But I didn't think of the reason that you just brought up, which is pretty good one. Um, you've got to find the gems in the yeah in in the um, garbage essentially. Absolutely. Um, I think either of those reasons, maybe we're giving him too much credit. Yeah. Either yeah, of those reasons. Yeah, I, right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're pretty savvy reasons. If it's either of those, I think he's doing pretty well. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, and obviously you've been making a lot of content. You've been making content for us. You did a Rookie yeah. Draft Live last night, which was awesome. That was, that was brilliant. I thought it was a good idea. Um, uh, yeah, lo- loads of Rookie Drafts going on, like literally left, right and centre at the moment. Um I guess we'll talk a little bit about rookies today, but we're going to focus on the vets. We should do a rookies show as well because, you know, like you said, you took Wilson at five. You probably passed over a couple that you probably were 50-50 about. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot more choice um, in, in, that, in that range, especially, that I think people are interested in. But um, yeah, it's all definitely. about it's not just not just latching onto one player in multiple drafts. I think this year you, you've got to take a, a, a mix. Um yeah, I agree with that. And I think it's interesting because before a lot of these drafts kicked off, there was all this talk about how terrible this class was and all the rest mm. of it. People trying to turn their picks into 2023 rookie picks. And then as soon as the draft kicks off, you just get that yeah. buzz of excitement and you're like, you know what? This could be the guy. This could be the guy. And then you're taking him. So I do I yeah. do like the dynamics of it. And that happens every year as well, by the oh, way. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, when you're on the clock or just before, that's when they're most valuable. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, yeah, let's get into it then. So we'll start off. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start positive or do you want to start with some of the formers? Positive for sure. Oh, let's go winners then. Yeah. Let's go winners and the start with quarterbacks. That feels like a natural place to start as always. So yeah. quarterback winners. Let's. 
Okay. Pick some names. I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Davis Mills. Why Davis not Davis Mills. Mills? They didn't replace the obviously the Texans, I mean, they had a few picks at the top of the draft, if you remember, you know, um, round one and the top of round two, obviously. Um, and uh, the, the, the broadcasters were always saying things like, oh, Houston could go quarterback here. You know, they could do this. They could do that. And actually, they what they did is just bolstered, essentially, the um, offense for Davis Mills. They, they gave him John Mechie, uh, a wide receiver at um, in the second round. They didn't take a quarterback. And they invested in the offensive line. So I think it was a bit of a boost to his confidence. They've given his, they've got what they've done with Davis Mills. They've given him young players around him, like Brevin Jordan at tight end, like John Mechie now at wide receiver. Nico Collins last year came in with him. Now they've got Damon Pierce as well at the running back, who's young. Really, Brandon Cooks is the only veteran there. Um, and it feels like they're all growing together. So I think they've done a really good job. I think he's a winner because they've, could have taken him quote back basically and they, they put some faith in him so um yeah you should feel good if you've got him in maybe as a fourth qb in, in superflex last year you know or even a third now because uh, a yeah. third qb if he's your third qb in, in superflex i would feel okay with him uh going into this year yeah absolutely um yeah i agree with that i think i'll check a, i'll check a name back at you then um yeah. And this is a guy that I think we were both very high on last year uh, for fantasy, Jalen Hurts. Um, a guy that a lot of people, uh, you know, it didn't matter how he was playing on the field last year. He was racking up points left, right and centre. And he's come out of this as a winner from some of the free yeah. agency moves. He's got a new fantastic weapon in AJ Brown. Um, and it looks like they're, they're putting the confidence in him, which there was a lot of talk through the off-season of who was going to be that man in the centre. And it looks like um, if, if last season's fantasy performances were anything to go by, and now with some of the weapons around him and the upside you get from the running, yeah, he's, he's going to be... I, I, I don't think you're going to get him as, as cheap as you would have got him last year in some of the redrafts. Um, I think his, his stock has risen now. Yeah, I, it feels like that it might have been his flaw last year because they didn't throw... I mean... If you think about how much he ran last year, all his fancy production came from from the ground. He didn't do yeah. much through the air. Um, and when he did, he was quite efficient, I think. Got it, et cetera, was catching touchdowns. Quez Watkins called a couple of deep balls. But they're, they're replacing them basically with AJ Brown now. Um, mm. You know, they've given him another weapon there. I, I think it's wheels up for, for Jalen Hurts and the whole Philly offense, really. Yeah, I think so. I think it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. exciting. Um, yeah, and uh, you're absolutely right. That I didn't think about it like that but with the with what we've seen him do with his legs. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a, there's a massive uh, massive opportunity for upside there. So big riser. Okay, should we do uh, a QB faller now? Um, go on, yeah, do a QB. Go on then. So I think. Uh, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill has fallen a little bit because of the, the draft. So not only did they give AJ Brennan away, as we discussed, um, they didn't, so they replaced him with Trinon Burks, obviously, you know, he's, he's a well thought of rookie, but he is a rookie. We need to remember that. Mm-hmm. They gave away a stud when he played. AJ Brennan was a stud uh, wide receiver. Um, well, they haven't, what they did also, they traded up to get, to get Malik Willis. So obviously there was a bit of a slide with the quarterbacks um, and that stopped in round three when when 
essentially the Titans moved up to to get a QB, which they thought was great value at that stage, and I think most people did. Couldn't believe that they he, he slipped. What it does do now, it just puts a little bit of pressure on Tannehill without his weapon, his main weapon. So I'm interested to see because obviously the Titans last year they were the best team in the AFC. They were number one seed. They were probably one pick away from you know, going and beating the Bengals, if I remember, Tannehill threw that interception. Um, so, you know, they, obviously they're going to run the ball. So is fan, in terms of fantasy, he's always on a run first team, which isn't great. Now he's lost his best receiver. Now I think there's going to be a bit of pressure coming in. As soon as he's, you know, lose, maybe if he loses a couple of games, why won't the fan base be calling for Malik Willis? Mm-hmm. So I think overall he loses... And in fantasy, he loses. So, a bit of a double. Yeah, I think so. That was a massive story from the draft, the movement of AJ Brown. And I think there is that it's going to put a lot of pressure on the rookie as well, that he's coming into an offense. And he, there's a big hole to fill. I think you're absolutely right. I think the pressure is going to be on that entire offense. Um, yeah, so he definitely loses um, some of his fancy value. I'll check um, Mitch Trubisky out. I think there's going to, we're speaking of pressure. I think the pressure for the local boy, Kenny Pickett, to get involved earlier rather than later is going to be huge for the Steelers, uh, especially if they're slow to start. I think immediately the pressure's on him. Um, So who do you think starts? Week one? I think Trubisky starts the season. Hmm. But I think... I I don't. You don't think he's even going to get a sniff? I don't think he's going to start. I think they took Pickett in the first. I think he'll win it in training camp. I think. But, but yeah, I mean, if, if Trubisky starts, he's got to win. You That's know, the point. Off, off. Yeah. I, think, I think he's fighting a losing battle either way. He either has to, <laughs> yeah, he has to start hotter than I, than I think is possible. Or, yeah. or he just gets beaten out in camp, which you've said. I think it's interesting as well because the money they're paying him is, is backup money. So it's... And, and then yeah. they, they went and invested heavily in the draft to, to take uh, Pickett. So I think, yeah, the, the writing's on the wall and the pressure's going to be too much. What it does for the rest of the Steelers' offense will be interesting to see as well. Um, but yeah, I think he's... Uh, I think anyone who... I, I don't think anyone was really banking on Mitch Trubisky being, <laughs> you know, their fantasy saviour this season. But I think anyone who had that sort of uh, little bit of hope roster him as their third QB is... Uh, is is probably going to be looking elsewhere. Yep. Shall I throw a win? I think someone who's won a little bit at running back. Yeah, go on. Might surprise people. I'm going to say Aaron Jones here. Okay. Aaron Jones in Dynasty uh, as well. Basically, you know, he's a winner because because when. Um, Devontae Adams wasn't in the lineup last year. I think Aaron Jones actually picked up quite a few targets. Um, I think he averaged about eight mm. targets a game. Now, okay, so they got rid of essentially 12 targets a game, at least. They got rid of Aaron Rodgers' favorite receiver. Who do you, you know? Who do we actually think he's going to lean on here? Mm. He's going to lean on guys that he trusted. Um and they are basically Lazard, Tonyan, and Aaron Jones. And I think they drafted, if they drafted a superstar receiver, one of the, the ones that are, you know, in the first round, I don't think Christian Watson fits into that, if I'm honest. I think he's a replacement of MBS. 
if you actually look at his skill set, he's he is a fast runner, tall, kind of I think he's even six three. They're both the same size. He looks like MVS. I think he's gonna replace MVS, which means you know, he's not gonna just latch onto him in that intermediate to short range. I think Aaron Jones picks up a lot of um targets left over from Devontae Adams. And I don't I wouldn't be surprised if they started playing two two running back sets, maybe. Um, and putting Aaron Jones out in the slot. Um, that is something that I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Aaron Jones catches touchdown passes. Um, yeah. Caught, caught three in one game last season. And uh, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think if, if Rogers is going to look for that next man up and that next trusty, uh, trusty source, um, yeah. I think you're right there. Um, all right, I'll check a name. Um, I'll skip eight on. I noticed you you called out um, Chase Edmonds, of course, because you can't. I don't know if you can write a blog without mentioning Chase Edmonds. Yeah, the Chase Edmonds biography written by Lightside Seven is <laughs> coming soon. Um, we'll stock it. But uh, I think I'll go down. The, I will, I'll go with Baltimore. Yeah. I'll go with J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards. Baltimore last season, that backfield was. I mean, it was like there was a curse with all the injuries, and you just. I'm actually. Oh yeah, exactly. And I think I'm just. I, I'm happy for these guys to just be getting. You know, get a run at it. Yeah. Let's go again. Um. Obviously, Mike Davis has just signed. I don't think that makes a difference. We talked about that offline. Yeah. No Um, impact whatsoever for me. They had to get someone else in just because of. The injury scare that they both had, these two. Um, uh, yeah, it, it, it feels like a setup for Dobbins. You know, they get rid of Marquis Brown as well, just cementing the fact that they want to run. Um, Dobbins is going to be a, a great kind of RB2 on your team. Mm-hmm. If you can get him in the third or fourth round in redraft this year to pair him with a round one running back, I think you're laughing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people will. Um... You know, injuries do play a role consciously or subconsciously in these drafts the following season. I think you will get him at some decent value in, in some redrafts. Hmm. Um, yeah, absolutely, definitely a riser. Got, got out of the uh, out of the draft unscathed. And uh, like you said, yeah, there's going to be a focus on uh, on run for them. So, yeah, they'll be used. They'll be used. So, a faller, faller for me at the running back position, I'm going to go with Antonio Gibson. Um, which is a bit sad, really, because he has finished in the top 12 both years in a row, um, which is surprising probably to, to many. But he, he relied on touchdowns last year and, and catches the year before. <clears throat> so, you know, catches the year before. I don't think McKissick was part of the team then. Um, or if he was, he wasn't. I can't remember if he was. But if he was, he wasn't instrumental in the passing game that first year. And then obviously McKissick came in last year, took a lot of catches off McKiss, um, Gibson, and Gibson relied on his touchdowns to get into the top 12. With Washington drafting Brian Robinson, that tells me that basically, you know, he's a powerful runner, Brian Robinson. He doesn't avoid any tackles at all. You'll run into someone, um, and it feels like they're going power with him, which probably means McKissick's role is going to stay as it is. And Gibson and Robinson will split those those you know valuable touches inside the five, which really crushes him, I think. Um and I, I mean I could see it coming before the draft. I was trying to sell him everywhere. Um 
people in the league with me will know that I was throwing off a site for Gibson. I could see it. I could see this happening. Um, they invited people around, you know, to the facilities. The, all the uh, the running backs, Spiller got an invite. You know, they were they were definitely looking to add someone. Melvin Gordon, if I think if I remember correctly, went for a visit. So all all the writing was on the wall. Should have sold him when you could have. Um, and it's a shame because we're not going to see his true potential, which I think he has got. Obviously, elite RB one potential. Everyone mm-hmm. believes that. I think we're just not going to see it. I don't think another year. Yeah, no, you're right. It's a shame you did shop him around pretty, uh, mm-hmm. pretty desperately. I did see that. I was on the receiving end of a couple of those, um, and for the reasons you mentioned, didn't bite though, did you? Didn't, didn't bite. bite exactly. Yeah. Bite. So um, well played. Well played. Thank you. <laughs> good. Always good to spare. Always good to spare. <laughs> um, I think I'll go with. This is a pretty, you know, it's a fairly obvious but unfortunate loser in, in, in these circumstances. That's Michael Carter. If you've done a rookie draft recently, then you would have seen Bruce Hall go in, um, go in top of a lot of those rookie drafts. Um, they traded up to get him. You know, it's unfortunate for Michael Carter because the Jets obviously are making vast improvements to their offense. Um, and they're going to be a team generally who rises this year. But I just don't think that, uh, you know, with the, with the stock that the Jets have put into Brees Hall, um, and the ability that he's got, Michael mm. Carter is not going to be. I mean, he was never really going to. He was, you know, there was not a lot of excitement about him last year. Then, he, then there was the, uh, the potential opportunity. He didn't show a great deal, but there was enough to make you think, okay. But now I think that's been squashed. Yeah. Uh, and even if he has a, you know, he'll have a fairly limited role, um, which I don't think is going to be significant enough for fancy value um and obviously they've just moved on to the next the next hot thing which is uh which is Bruce Hall so uh an yeah. obvious one um again though if you were throwing all of uh all of your chances on Michael Carter then your team might be in a fairly tough place in <laughs> from a dynasty point of view but uh yeah don't expect a lot yeah, I agree. And that, they did give him a shot of being a third down, you know, a three down back last year. He got hit. So I think that was a sign for them to say, right, we cannot have this kind of volume. Um, yeah, absolutely. And he's a fourth round running back. So we need to remember that as well. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Cool. So I'll give you a wide receiver that I think is one. So I, I'm going to go with Gabriel Davis. I've got him pretty much everywhere. Um, and, you know, I mean, there was a massive divide after his four touchdown game last year. Um, obviously, it was in the playoffs against the Chiefs. They lost. There was a, it was a shootout, um, and it pretty much all went to Davis towards the end of that game. The, the thing with that is, and you know, everyone's saying it's a freak game. It's a freak game. Um, he's never going to do that again. You're right. He probably is not going to do it again. But but the thing is, he showed people he, he has that ceiling in that game. That was quite important, I think. Um, you know. It's great saying that no one's going to repeat it again, but they actually just literally did it. They showed you they get, they, they've got it in their locker, and that was huge. So, you know, going into the off-season, people were all over the place with him. I saw him going for a first. I saw him going for a third. You know, it, it was all over the place. And people were watching this draft very carefully, I think. they were. But Bills had a couple of picks, obviously. They didn't really get rid of the – they had a, a first and a second. You know, they, they, they had a standard amount of picks. Um, and it was they were either adding a running back or a receiver, and they added James Cook in the second, and I think that meant that they have a lot of faith in Gabriel Davis as the one wide receiver too. I think he'll start pretty much every 
every time he can opposite Diggs. Barring in, uh, injury, I think his snap percentage went up to like eight uh, above eighty halfway through the year and didn't look back after week eleven. Um, and again, he's shown he's got the ceiling. Obviously, he's big to get those touchdowns in the red zone areas. I think he's got he's got it all, and I think he's got a quarterback to to get it to him. So, massive winner for me, Gabriel Davis. Yeah, absolutely, and I think a lot of people are willing on Gabriel Davis to have the season. A lot of people want. Uh, Big big Twitter favorite, um, mm. yeah. I think uh, yeah, good good positive story that could come out of that. Um, someone else, I think a lot of people have been willing on for a long time to get um, to get that season they deserve and that performance that they deserve and then the money that he's got now. Mike Williams, you mentioned him in your blog. Obviously, called out the fact that he's got his money this off season and he has avoided um, any major competition uh, in that. Um, set of wide receivers so yeah it looks like he's he's primed with the um offense he's got there with uh justin herbert as well um who is i think is is primed to continue to rise uh but yeah great opportunity um for mike williams to to have a fantastic season um so yeah i think that the confidence has been shown in him with the money and i think uh yeah, it's an exciting offense as well. I think it's going to be, uh, you can't really go too far wrong with Mike Williams. Yep, agreed. So, someone who lost a bit of value, um, Chase Claypool, I think, has lost a little bit of value with, with the team going. First of all, a rookie QB, so you never know what he's, who he's going to latch on to. I know Claypool didn't do that much with Ben because basically Ben can throw it deep so you know anything is an upgrade over Ben but you just don't know what Pickett's it's going to be like or Trubisky if, if you think it's going to be Trubisky um, we, we don't know who he's going to favour so um, straight away there's a, a change of quarterback which is never good for a receiver and on top of that I think they drafted a, a true alpha wide receiver one in the years to come if he's not ready now he's close to being ready um, George Pickens is as close as a prototype wide receiver one you're going to find just got that injury that's scared of people scare people off but he's you know he's got a low breakout rage um and he's ready to rock and roll so i think he's going to stay on the outside predominantly might push claypool inside or maybe deontay johnson goes inside because it's a bit smaller and shiftier either way is more targets and probably a downgrading quarterback maybe from you know the early stages of the of the season, but um, hopefully that turns into a more kind of um, quarterback who's willing to take the risk and go downfield, which which Claypool needs, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, he wasn't going to. He wasn't getting much from uh, from Big Ben last season. Um, so yeah, he, he's in desperate need of. Uh, of some of those seeking balls. Uh, someone else, so there's a couple of, I'll, I'll throw out um, Kadarius Tony. a lot of excitement about this guy last year. We saw glimpses of what was possible, but on a uh, pretty poor offence that continues to struggle. Uh, but now there's a couple of different different signs coming out. Obviously, they drafted Wondell Robinson, and there's a lot of talk about what what we think Robertson's going to do from a fantasy standpoint. And there's not a lot, you know, again, that's a mixed divide uh, opinion mm. across Twitter and across a lot of fantasy community of what he can turn into and what the, the history says about his, his size and stature and all the rest of it. But it still takes away from um, what's possible from 
Kadarius Tony from a fantasy point of view. Plus, there's the rumors of trouble in camp again, which you've called out um, yeah. in, in one of your latest pieces. And I think it sort of feels as though they're phasing away from that uh, or phasing away from him. And did he show enough <clears throat> last season? Or what really was he going to offer last season? Because he was a bit. It was a bit of a, a mixed bag in terms of we saw the glimpses of some of it, but how are they going to use him? Can they use him in the right way? And we know that often. I mean, I'm not I'm not actively going after Giants players, so I think you really need um, you needed something standout to to make you want to invest in that offense. And I think unfortunately, Kadarius Tony's a bit of a, a bit of a faller. I wouldn't be surprised to see him fall off significantly this season based on some of the things we've seen. Yeah, agreed. Okay, veteran winner from the tight end position. I would. I'm gonna go with Irv um, Smith. So they got rid of Ty- Tyler Conklin. This is the the moves that Minnesota made. They gave Kirk Cousins an extension. They got rid of Tyler Conklin from the tight end position, and they did not bring in a third receiver in the draft, or a tight end, or a running back, really, to catch passes. So it's a massive win for for Smith. He's got he has got the perfect opportunity to break out this year. Um, he is the 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 tight end that I'm circling late in drafts. Usually I'm quite you know lucky or good or whatever with them. There you know the year that Darren Waller broke out, I, I got him in the fifteenth, I think, the last round of, of our draft. Um, Irv Smith's going to be that kind of late breakout that you're looking at. You know if you're skipping over tight ends. You missed the Andrews and the Kelseys. You want to grab someone like Irv Smith. Circle him in. That's, that's a great choice. Um, I'll go with uh, Everett for uh, a riser. Again, I'm plagiarizing some of your uh, some of your stuff, but I think you're fairly spot on with a lot of it. The content you've been putting out about these rises and falls recently, yeah, but yeah, he's been paid. He doesn't have a lot of competition, and in dynasty, we know it can take a while for tight ends to come good. But that means you get the longevity from the age he's twenty-seven years old. Um, yeah, he's got he's, Herbert as a QB. Exactly, he's got the opportunity. Yeah. He's got the talent there. You know, he's in a great offense. that's going to light it up. And like we said about Herbert, you know, he he's going to continue to go from strength to strength I believe um, and he doesn't have the competition around him so I think that yeah it's a, it's a great opportunity for him he's got everything available to to perform really well um, and he's definitely a riser coming out of, uh, coming out of the draft yeah um, also Josh Palmer as, as a wide receiver three that I mean that is he, he, we all think he's going to be good he shows some flashes but you know, you, you want a tight end. You want to aim for a tight end who has not got a strong wide receiver three. And we've just named Irv Smith, who's got KJ Osborne, and Gerald Everett, who's got Josh Palmer. So these are the these are the late mm-hmm. round QBs that you want to circle. Um, anyone in three wide receiver sets with a QB uh, or even a pass catching back, you know, signifies uh, trouble for the tight end. So... Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, great point. All right, faller from the tight end position. I'm going to go with um, Dallas Goddard. I think they added, we talked about Philly. They want to run the ball quite a lot. They added AJ Brown. I probably won't spend too much time on this one, but he did drop a tier because basically they added 
um, some elite pass catching competition on a team that runs the ball first. Um, and not to say Hertz won't, Hertz will obviously, they had a report last year, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. So he will look for him. It's just how much, how much does that team pass really scares me because they were very successful when they ran. So, um, yeah, he would be a faller for me. Yeah, um, and uh, I'll call like Morali Cox. I think um, the fact that they've added to the tight end room, Jelani Woods. Um, well, I've got to sort of the tight end too for like the rookie drafts. I'm thinking like one of my rookie drafts. I do like the uh, the potential upside in a few years' time because we know it takes a while for these tight ends to establish yeah. themselves. But uh, yeah, I mean, again, you've called out in, in recently around the the upgraded quarterback, which is absolutely right but it's the competition and I think if you're looking at this through the lens of okay hey how much confidence do the team have in um in the position based on what they've done and the moves they've made in the off season and I think the competition there is going to be tough for him um I've got to caveat that with it we're not necessarily saying that his value is is falling off, but it's no, just yeah. it's those it's those signs yeah. you've got to pick up on for okay, how am I valuing this player moving forward? I think that value has dropped based on the fact that he's got that added competition, yeah, and that the team has made the move to to add it add that um, competition to the tight end Yeah, that's uh, that wraps it up. I think, doesn't it? Have we missed any positions? That was no, that's it. Yeah, pretty we good. We, we've um, a lot of yeah, we. We went through quite a few there. There's, 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 there's loads more, and there will be all season, off season. Sorry, because camp will come, and you know what's going to happen. There'll be injuries. There'll be suspensions. Yeah. Looking at Kamara, I think Kamara's in line for a suspension. Hop, Hopkins already had one. We didn't talk about Marquise Brown as being a winner, but obviously he is in that yeah. instance. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've picked up Mark Ingram in a few places. I feel like Kamara's going to get a suspension after yeah. his altercation or whatever in Vegas um, back in February. It's gone a bit quiet that, but they haven't added any running backs. I, I, I'm keeping a close eye on Mark Ingram, especially in best ball. You know, there's, he, he's going and drafted. And if he was the star for four weeks in New Orleans, then uh, that's a sneaky one to add, I would say. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you, and you're spot on. I think now the key in this off season is certainly not to take your eye off anything that's going on. You're going to see the news You've got to pick up on these signs. You've got to pick up on the on the progress or mm. or you know um, aggression that people are showing in training camps. These things like you know even the things around DeAndre Hopkins of you know what does how does it look when he comes back? What does our offense look like? You know, yeah, he's the agent of the age of where he's been caught taking um, or you know what's considered performance enhancing I think it, all of these things come into play and this is what gives you the edge on fantasy that you've got that um, information you're armed with that information heading into your redrafts or you're armed with that information heading into some of the dynasty trades and this is where you can take advantage of people who are not paying close attention um, and potentially you know get some value but uh, so yeah keep an eye out we'll come back next week and we'll do an episode on rookies um, yes and then we'll just keep I think we'll keep uh, keep a just bit keep of a the train going. Section. Yeah, absolutely. There'll be more um, stuff. Camp by the time we get to the end of May, you know, the rookie camp will be in, and there'll be all sorts of buzz. Absolutely. So yeah, right. That wraps us up then. Cool. Um, yeah. Thanks for joining me, mate. Always great to chat. Always. And, and as uh, always, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next week. 
nice one. Bye.